praise the Lord. You can go ahead and be seated. CIA, you can be dismissed. Yeah. If you weren't here this morning, it was awesome. Pastor taught about Pentecost. And, and uh, the word Pentecost is 50th, and it was celebrated 50 days after Passover. It, celebrate, it uh, was in commemoration of first fruits, and they brought their first fruits to him in the form of a wave offering. So how about we do a little wave? Woo! I like it. It's good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Awesome. Good, good, good. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. We're going to do the offering at the end tonight. And uh, so don't let me forget that because I know y'all came ready to give, didn't you? Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, actually, you don't care if we do it now. Let's do it. Let's do the offering now. Y'all are waving so good. Everybody, how about if you need an offering envelope, ushers, give them one. Then let's just wave our offerings before the Lord tonight. How about that? If you want to give uh, tonight and you need an envelope for your cash giving, go ahead and raise your hands. The ushers will get to you. (laughs) You make it out check, of course, make it out to HBCC. We are in a giving mode and we are in a, a receiving mode. We're given and we know that it is given unto us. Hallelujah. We are, God is faithful. You sow your seeds and there will be an abundant return. Yeah. We appreciate y'all agreeing with us. We've got our goal that we are believing for. I believe it was, anyway, we're getting there. For our building payment. We're getting there. Do y'all agree? We're getting there. Hallelujah. We're there. We are there. All right. Let's say it. Thank, all right. Let's wave our offerings before the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Every need is met. Thank you, Lord, for abundance in this household. Woo. There's happy in the house tonight. How many of you are happy? Glory to God, huh? Well, I'll have to share. You want to share mine? <laughs> My wave offering. All right. So let's go ahead and receive the offering, guys, and then we're going to just preach the word. How many of you came to rejoice tonight? Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It's a new season. It's a new day.
Because you are the God that is more than more than more than enough. We call every need met in individual lives. We call promotions, raises, opportunities, divine connections coming to your people. And we thank you, Father, for divine favor upon this entire congregation. We call this building paid for years and years ahead of time. In the name of Jesus. Can you agree with that? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, you may be seated. Like we said, this is Pentecost Sunday. This is the third Sunday night that I've been teaching along the lines of our Heavenly Helper. If you haven't been here the last two previous sessions, I encourage you to get that CD or, or listen online because we've been covering the benefits of speaking in other tongues. Of course, we don't have time to go back and, and cover all of those. We have covered six. I'll just tell you briefly what they were. Number one, three, praying in the Spirit helps bring our tongue under subjection. We can all use that. Helps keep our spirit man strong. Praying in the Spirit is for spiritual edification. It helps us magnify God. It is a means of talking to God. And it helps stimulate our faith. I got a question for you. Is speaking in tongues once all that we need? No. Our attitude ought to be one dose of the Holy Ghost is not enough for me. We deal with things on a daily basis that cause, if we're filled with the Spirit, cause the Spirit of God to be drained out of us, cause us to leak. And so tonight, we're going to be giving you information, but even more than information, I'm believing that there's going to be an impartation. We are calling this a refreshing service. How many of you could be refreshed? Could stand a little bit of refreshing in the presence of God and by the Spirit of God. So that is another benefit of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Praying in tongues brings a refreshing. Anybody in here ever needed a rest? Ever needed a vacation? Ever needed to be just refreshed? Well, I think I could... That's the biggest amen I got all night. Yeah. Well, sometimes when we're weary in body and we feel like we need a rest or a vacation, not just sometimes, most of the time, it's not possible to jump on a jet and fly to Hawaii to get away from stress and to get away from everything else. That's not always possible. But we know that it is important to take breaks and to get away when we can. But on a daily basis, you can't just every day say, I'm going to go on a vacation. I need to get away from you. I need to get away from my problems. That's not how life works. And sometimes even when we do take a vacation, some people don't know how to rest on vacation. And their vacation is so full of hecticness. And go here and to go there, they got to come home and rest from their vacation. That's not the purpose of vacation, especially as you get older, you get a little wiser. And if you don't have a bunch of wigglies that you're having to take with you, you're kind of like, 
we can just go and chill. We don't have to do anything. That's a real good vacation. Yeah, for sure. But anyhow, even though we can't always physically take a break or go on vacation, we can spiritually be refreshed. And ultimately, praying in tongues does bring spiritual refreshing. This is pointed out, it's even pointed out in the Old Testament. The prophet Isaiah had revelation of this. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 28, verse 11 and 12. I love this passage of scripture because he was looking down through the eons of time and he was seeing the day of Pentecost, which we're celebrating today. He saw that coming to pass. For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. In verse 12, to whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. That's not us. How many of us are hearing? We're hearing tonight. We're saying, okay, I got ears to hear. If the prophet is saying that being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues brings a rest and a refreshing, then I am going to take time to do what he says we need to do. With stammering lips and a brand new tongue, he said, will you be refreshed? Will you be refreshed? Uh, renewed. Amen. Verse 12. This is the rest which will cause the weary to rest. Now, I just ask you in the beginning, if anybody needed a rest, if anybody ever feels like, ah, a little bit weary, a little bit tired. Well, right here is a key to overcoming that weariness. We live in a day when there's turmoil everywhere. There's perplexity. There's anxiety. There's all this junk that's available to us. There's drains. One, one time pastor did an excellent message. What was that on spiritual drains? What's draining you? Things drain us just by virtue of the life that we live and the, the place that we live. California is a beautiful state, but there's a lot of little bit extra pressure when you live in a big urban area like this. So we have to be able to tap into that source of refreshing, be able to tap in spiritually so that we will stay renewed and refreshed. We can take the rescue every single day by praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen? I recommend that you do that. There's an old movie that Pastor and I like. It's called What About Bob? Anybody ever seen that? Isn't that something? We call it old movie now. It was 80s probably. But it's about this guy who's got some issues. And he drives his psychiatrist crazy. It's pretty funny. But anyhow, he follows him up to this place where the psychiatrist and his family are going on vacation. And he's not supposed to be there. So the psychiatrist is like, okay, Bob, I'm going to write you out a prescription. He's like, no, 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 don't give me any more medicine. No, he says, look at the prescription. He writes it out and he tells him, Take a vacation from your problems. And he's so happy to get that. Hey, that's a great idea. Well, I'm telling you tonight, some of you need to take a permanent vacation 
from your problems. I'm writing you out a prescription. Take a permanent vacation from your problems by praying in the Spirit. Cast all your cares over upon the Lord. You can't do anything. If you could have fixed them by now, you would have fixed those people. If you could have changed those kids, you would have changed them by now. You know, lots of us have this thing of, let me fix you. Moms really like to do that. Let me fix you. And if they would listen, we could. But most of the time, when they're adults, they don't listen. So you can't change them. So why? No, there's no point in you carrying cares and worries about people and situations that you are not in control of as much as you'd like to be. You are not in control of them or it. So what you need to do, cast your care over upon the Lord, get filled with the Holy Spirit. If you aren't, if you are, just cast your care. Then take a break by praying in the Holy Spirit. Take a permanent vacation from caring cares. That'll make you weary. That'll make you tired. That's what he said. This is the rest. This is the refreshing for the weary And he said they wouldn't listen. But you're listening tonight, right? You're going to do what the Word says. You're going to take a permanent vacation from that stuff. You're going to build yourself up by praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen? It's interesting that the Bible goes on over in in Acts. Pastor read it today in Acts chapter 2 about being filled with the Holy Spirit. But does Acts chapter 3, does it follow Acts chapter 2? Yes, it does. And the Bible really wasn't written in chapter, in verse. But Acts chapter 3, after they'd been filled, Peter had preached some mighty, wonderful outpouring. Then there's the account. Well, we'll just look at it in verse 6 of Acts chapter 3, where Peter and John are going into the temple called Beautiful. And there's this lame man laying there. And he asked them of alms. And I like their response down here in verse 3. Actually, verse verse 6. Verse 3. 6. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he went leaping up, stood up, walked, and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. That was a little song that we used to sing. Walking and leaping and praising God. The thing that is interesting about this, Peter and John were just filled with the Holy Spirit. And so they knew that the power of God was activated on the inside of them and what they had on the inside of them could flow through them to someone else. So being uh, refreshed, being renewed, and being refilled with the Holy Spirit is not just a benefit for us, but it's so we can be a blessing to other people. If we're empty, if we're dead and dry on the inside of us and we come across people that need to be ministered to, you can't give 
what you don't have. We all have Jesus if we're born again. That's awesome. So we can, by faith, minister Jesus to people. But it's so much better to minister from a place of overflow than having to reach way down in the bottom of the barrel and say, Oh, God, help me. I hope I know a verse. God, help me. I'll just give me something to share with them. But when you're full, it just bubbles up and flows out to people. That's what happened to this lame man. They were so full. They were able to minister to him. You know, we all deal with situations. We all make decisions. We all are, you know, working or parenting or whatever you may be dealing with. And it pays to be able to minister, to do life from a place of being filled and being refreshed. So in this very same chapter that they went on after this incident is where we find verse 19, quite a revelation. Verse 19 comes after verse 8. So here... They'd minister to this man. And now they're wanting people to realize that are reading this, the importance of being refreshed. So repent. Change your mind and purpose. Turn around and return to God that your sins may be erased or blotted out. That's a good thing to do right there. If you're in a place right now where you're not right with God, listen, you need to turn around. You need to ask God to forgive you. You need to ask for the help of the Holy Spirit to make you to stand and to live what God wants you to live, a good Christian life. But that's not our subject. But that's good anyway. And once in a while, that old Pentecostal just comes up on the inside of me. Some preaching on hell, fire, and brimstone really wouldn't hurt the church. But we're talking about being refreshed. Let's just say this. Be refreshed. Or, and then the other way would be turn or burn. No, no, no. We're not going to say that. But anyhow. Turn or burn. That's, that's my translation of this scripture. Turn around. So you don't burn. Turn or burn and return to God. That your sins may be erased and blotted out. And I do find this interesting. I said I wasn't going to go there, but I probably am. I do find this interesting. This is written to Christians. It's not written to a bunch of sinners that don't know the Lord. Because he goes on, you'll see here in a minute. So he's talking to the church. He's talking to people that most likely are even spirit-filled. But they've allowed the things of the world to creep back in. Anybody ever had some creeps show up at your house? Some creeps from the past that try to creep back in? Old way of living. Close the door and turn around. Turn the key. Run from that as in terror. That your sins will be erased. Blotted out. You want to live clean, right? We want to live clean, holy, pure lives before Him. Amen? Now we'll get to this real good part. Keep smiling. It's all part of it, though. Because then He goes on and He says, when you do that, guess what's going to happen? That time's of refreshing, of recovery from the effects of heat, of reviving with fresh air may come from the presence of the Lord. Isn't it awesome that when we pray in the Spirit, we're ushered 
into the presence of the Lord. said that earlier, how one time I was just feeling a little bit down, and I remember just worshiping the Lord, praying in the Spirit. And, you know, I don't like to use those terms loosely, but it was like I could sense, like His presence was a giant magnet. And here I am, way down here, feeling a little bit low. But the more I prayed in the Spirit, it's like His presence was just shh. I'm being drawn. It's like a magnet. His love is a magnet that just draws us to Him. That's what He's saying here. Come into my presence, because in my presence, if you've been tempted to be a little down, been tempted to be a little weary, what's in His presence? Refreshing refreshing what else recovery we'll get to that danielle joy that's for sure it's there (laughs) but look at these three r's that he says are in his presence read it with me refreshing what's the next r recovery what's the next r reviving doesn't that just make your heart happy coming into his presence there's a refreshing that's what we read in isaiah chapter 28 there's a refreshing for those that pray in the Spirit. There's a recovery from the effects of heat. If you've been through a fiery trial and you feel a little bit crispy around the edges, guess what? There's a recovery from the effects of heat by waiting in His presence. And then I love this one, reviving with fresh air. Today's been a hot day, but I love this about California. Most of the time in the evenings, we live in Union City, and even if it's been a hot day, in the evening time, off of the bay, there comes that refreshing wind, that reviving of fresh air. Isn't it awesome when it's been a hot, sticky day, and then you get this cool breeze? That's what he's saying. If you've been going through a hot, sticky time, Get in God's presence, in the wind of the Holy Spirit. The wind of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is referred to as wind. And He'll just blow into your life and bring refreshing. Amen? It causes you to be revived. Hallelujah. And in His presence, we'll look at this in a minute, but in His presence, what is it in His presence? It is, there's joy. So He's saying... Praying in the Spirit gets you into His presence. And in His presence, there's refreshing, there's recovery, there's reviving, and there's rejoicing. All those things are in the presence of God. Let me ask you a question. How often do you need to be refreshed or freshened up or take a shower? I hope the answer is every day. I really hope. If you're married, I hope for your mate's sake that it is every day that you do freshen up and take a shower. If we need to do that to this physical body every day, how much more in the realm of the Spirit? We shouldn't go days and days without praying in the Spirit, without being refreshed spiritually. You've got to take a bath in the natural Because I don't care how good you scrub and how clean you are, this flesh stinks. And after 24 hours or so, it needs another bath. Some of you might need to take one twice a day. I can't. But anyhow, this flesh has got to be refreshed. More so, our spirit man. 
It needs a time of recovery from the effects of heat. It needs a reviving from all the junk and all the hot air out there. Let the wind of the Holy Spirit blow in our lives. Amen? Breathing in of the atmosphere of heaven. And in that atmosphere, there is joy. And there is rejoicing as well. And that leads us to another benefit of being filled with the Holy Spirit, which I've been talking about to be refreshed. Praying in tongues helps us be refreshed. But another wonderful benefit is it will help us stay full of joy. I want you to look with me over in Ephesians chapter 5. We're not going to go really long tonight because I believe that the Spirit of God wants you to be refreshed in His presence. However that occurs, I know it's going to happen. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, first of all, in the Amplified. But, you know, before I read this, this is an interesting fact. Pastor read this scripture this morning over in Acts chapter 19 when Paul showed up at Ephesus and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, this is the very same group that got filled with the Holy Spirit and Acts chapter 19. Now, I don't know how many years this was later, but it wasn't that long. couldn't have been that much longer. Over here now, he's writing to that same group of people that got filled in Acts chapter 19. Now, we're in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, and he's instructing them they need to get refilled. So he says here, Therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. It's not time for us to act foolishly. It's not time for us to be asleep. It talks about that in the verse before. Don't be asleep. Wake up. Be alert. Know what time it is. Know the day and the hour in which we are living. If we are asleep, we're going to miss some things. If you're asleep in the natural, and I mean you're just out like a light, you might have a little toddler, a grandchild that's over at your house, and maybe you're taking a nap together, and they get up and Grammy stays asleep. It can be disastrous. When you get up, they can be, have your makeup everywhere, or the sugar, or the flour. Kids love to get in that stuff. When you are sound asleep, and people around you are awake, you're going to miss what they're doing, what they're getting in on. But a lot of the church is spiritually asleep. And God's on the move. He's doing great and mighty things, but some people don't have a clue. That's why he said this here to the church. Don't be thoughtless and foolish. Understand, firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. Do you want to know what the will of the Lord is? Well, we should all... That was weak. Do you want to know what the will of the Lord is? <laughs> this is the beginning of stepping into God's will. It's found in verse 18. Don't get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be ever filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. Would you agree that he is telling the church of Ephesus, it is the will of the Lord for you to be filled. Filled. Everybody say filled. Filled. It is the will 
of the Lord for the church to be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. A stimulant, my illustration now, because it hasn't been that long, that I've been drinking coffee. But coffee acts as a stimulant. And I didn't drink any this afternoon, you should thank God. But anyhow, ah, a stimulant, what's it do? It wakes you up, gives you a boost of energy. He's saying, be ever filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. That's the beginning of knowing God's will for the church and knowing God's will for our individual life. When we are filled, it's easier to be in tune with what the Spirit of God is saying to you. It's easier to be led by the Spirit of God when your spirit is strong, your spirit is awake, your spirit is alert, Your body is alert. Everybody say, my body is alert and my body is awake and so is my spirit. No sleepy saints in here. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we're hearing what the Lord is saying to us. And he goes on and he says here, we ought to say this, one dose is not enough. Now, they don't have this translation up there, but I love this. I found this in the Phillips translation. Uh, verse 15 through 19. So y'all listen to this. Live life then with a due sense of responsibility, not as men who do not know the meaning and purpose of life. Do y'all know the meaning and purpose of life? What is it, Jesus? We know the meaning and purpose of life. But, so we live as those who do. Make the best use of your time. Despite all of the difficulties of these days, don't be vague, but firmly grasp what you know to be the will of God. Don't get your stimulus from wine. Don't get your stimulus from wine. Counterfeit. That's all that stuff is. It's counterfeit for the true, the living Holy Ghost. New wine. But let the Spirit, let the Spirit stimulate your souls. We don't need any counterfeit when we got the real deal. Holy Ghost, new wine, cheap, imitation, counterfeit. I think I'll choose Holy Ghost new wine. How about you? That's all I'll say about that. Express, now listen to this. Express your joy in singing among yourselves. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Making music in your heart. I love this. For the ears of God. I like that because in the natural, I don't have a singing voice. But God wants to hear me sing. And you know, God gives me psalms and hymns. I sing to myself all the time. And they're not for anybody else's ears, but they're for the ears of God. He said, making melody in your heart, singing hymns and psalms and spiritual songs for the ears of God. So don't be intimidated about what your voice sounds like. Everybody should be singing unto the Lord. Now, everybody should not record and everybody should not be on the worship team. 
but you are fine singing in your shower or singing in your car. Express what's in your spirit. Making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Hallelujah. How did he say to do that? Through expression of words, by praying in the Spirit, and by singing for God's ears. And then I find this interesting. What kind of songs are we supposed to sing? Now, this is out of that message, and I don't really know what verse it is, so y'all just listen to this. Well, it's one of those. It's 19 or 20. It says, Drink in of the Spirit of God. Huge draws, draws of Him. Sing hymns instead of drinking songs. Sing songs from your heart to the Lord. Sing praise over everything. Any excuse for a song to God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't you like that? Sing psalms and hymns instead of drinking songs. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about going down to the bar tonight or not going down to the bar tonight. All I'm saying is we got the real deal here. We got new wine, Holy Ghost new wine. And I've never been involved in this. But I do know that uh, by watching TV, and I guess it's accurate, I have no idea, but I do know that a lot of times people go to bars when they're sad. You might find a happy drunk now and then, but most of them are sad. And they're in these bars that said here, don't sing drinking songs. They're in bars crying in their beer. Now, can I get a witness from some of you ex-bar attenders? Is that usually the case? People are in the bars singing sad, sorry songs, crying because so-and-so left them, their dog died, all, I mean, you know, whatever. They're just sad. Excuse me. Well, blues can't be good either. He said they sing the blues out here. Well, my only experience is honky-tonk bars, I guess, then. Cowboy bars, then. They go and they cry in their beer. Their dog got killed. Their truck broke, drowned, whatever. You know, all that kind of stuff. So he said, whatever kind of bar you used to, or you're emphasizing used to, hang out in. Don't sing those songs anymore. He said, don't sing drinking songs. Sing hymns, spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. The Bible doesn't say, he hath made me sad, he hath made me sad. The Bible says, he hath made me glad, he hath made me glad. If you're trying, if something's trying to make you sad, lift up your hands, lift up your voice, and begin to just pray and sing in the Holy Spirit. And after a while, you're going to just be getting a new song right out of your heart. Hallelujah. I know a lot of times when I'm worshiping and praising the Lord, whatever's in your heart comes out in abundance. And I'm scriptural because old hymns come out of my heart a lot of times. Old hymns that I sang as a little girl will just come rolling out of me. Hallelujah. That's worshiping the Lord. The Holy Spirit will quicken 
psalms and hymns into our heart, that being filled with the Holy Spirit will help us to stay full of joy. It stimulates the joy of the Lord on the inside of us. Over in Acts chapter 13, verse 52, it says that the disciples, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and with joy. You know what? There is no such a thing as a sad Holy Ghost. I've never heard of anybody getting filled with the Holy Ghost and saying, I am so sad. I was down before. Now I got filled with the Holy Ghost and I really am sad. I feel so terrible. I feel so low. You've got to scrape me off of the floor. No. There's no such a thing as a sad Holy Ghost. The disciples were filled with the Holy Ghost and filled with joy. Hallelujah. Praying in the Spirit stirs up the joy of the Lord on the inside of us. Do you think we need joy in this day and in this hour? we got some things to do. we got some places to go. God's calling us to a higher realm in Him. There are people that need to hear the gospel. There are people that you need to reach out and touch with the love of God. There are people that God's going to bring across your path even this week for you to minister to. And if we're so weak and so weary and so down on the inside, we'll miss those opportunities. But praying in the Holy Ghost, it strengthens your inner man. Praying in the Holy Ghost, it stirs up the joy on the inside of you. And the Bible tells us in Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is our strength. We aren't going to go very far if we're weak. And if you are empty, if your car is empty, you're not going to get down to L.A. You won't even get down to Castor Valley if your car is completely on empty. But yet people think they can just skip church. They can never read the Word of God. They can never pray in tongues and they're just going to float through life. You ain't going to go fur if your spiritual tank is on E. Praying in the Holy Spirit. He's Isn't it interesting? We call it being filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 13:52 said they were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. God want his people full. Not full of Dr Pepper and fried chicken. You eat whatever you want, but full. Full of the Spirit. Full of new wine. God's new wine. God's Holy Ghost wine. It's so fine. It's so fine. God's Holy Ghost new wine. You take a good big step drink of the Holy Ghost, you won't need anything else. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! 
He satisfies the longing soul. Staying full of the Holy Spirit brings a satisfaction that no food, no drink can do. It's a thing of the Spirit. But when you are satisfied on the inside, when you are filled on the inside, when you are refreshed on the inside, it shows up on the outside and your spirit man becomes the one who's calling the shots. Who's in charge? Your spirit man's the one that says, Oh no, we're not going down that road of depression. Oh no, we're not going there. We're not going there. I'm in charge. And I'm full. And I'm refreshed. And I'm telling you what, how it's going to be. Hallelujah! How many of you could stand a little bit refueling tonight? Let's all stand to our feet. Hallelujah! <laughs> oh, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah! For times of refreshing. We thank you, Lord. <laughs> For the privilege to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Now, we read it over there in Ephesians chapter 5 where it says, Be filled with the Spirit. In the original language, it says, Be, be, being filled. And it denotes a continuous, a continuous infilling. Hallelujah. Not one dose, but continual infillings and refillings. Glory be to God.